Our scripture reading for today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locust and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus of Nazareth came from Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Let's pray. Father, bless this message. Use it to encourage, to inspire, to equip each of us to fulfill the ministry to which you have called each one of us. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts may be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. On June the 4th, 1994, Bishop Robert Fannin ordained me as an elder in the United Methodist Church. As an elder, I was ordained to word, sacrament, and order. On that day, the church gave me the authority to preach and to teach God's word in the pulpit and throughout the church and the world around me. Uh, the church also gave me the authority to perform the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion. Additionally, the church gave me the authority to order the life of the church to help organize us for mission. That's it. Those three things are the only differences between my calling and yours. Word, sacrament, and baptism are the responsibility of clergy. All the rest of ministry is equally yours and mine. Missions, youth and children's ministry, evangelism, witness, almost everything the church does is a shared ministry between laity and clergy. You see, I was ordained an elder in 1994, but my ministry started long before then. Uh, it started really in junior high school when I began leading a Bible study on my junior high school campus three days a week before, uh, before classes started. Uh, as, a, as a teenage layperson, I felt called to that ministry and I began doing it. We did it for months and months and had, had a great time. Uh, during that same time period, I was elected as vice president of my youth group, our, our UMYF. And that meant that each week I was in charge of the program. So I began to learn to speak and, and to teach at a very young age, but still as a layperson. After moving to college here in Tuscaloosa, I volunteered with Youth for Christ, Campus Life. Uh, I worked with them. And uh, it was during that first year of my volunteer efforts, while I was a freshman in college, that for the first time I had the opportunity to lead someone to faith in Christ. We were on our winter holiday, our winter retreat to Gatlinburg, Tennessee with Campus Life. And one of the boys that was in my group, when we were doing devotions before, uh, before our bedtime that first night, looked across the room at me and he said, I want to be saved. And I, I led him out. We actually went out into a parking, uh, parking garage and I shared with him the plan of salvation and led him to faith in Christ the very first time I had the chance to do that. Again, as a layperson, a teenage layperson, you see, ministry extends to everybody. Uh, all of us who belong to Christ are invited to participate in ministry. 
The following year, uh, the at Youth for Christ, I was put in charge of our junior high ministry. I was a founding director of it. During that first year in our junior high ministry, we had 10 first-time professions of faith. And all of us that were working on that were lay people. I had a staff that worked with me of other college students, and all of us were, were lay people. And in that lay ministry, we had the chance to, to usher those 10 people into the Christian life. Of course, it's not just me. Lay people have been doing remarkable ministry for hundreds of years. It's always been a part of who the church is for the laity to be involved in, in doing valuable life-changing ministry. I remember when my daughter, Catherine, we call her Cat. I remember when Cat was in high school. Of course, she was in our youth group. And our youth group took on the challenge of working with World Vision to try to raise money to feed children all over the world, uh, millions of children die each year from hunger and hunger-related diseases. And our youth group wanted to be a part of the solution for that. And so they participated in a 30-hour famine where they fasted for 30 hours, but they also raised money um, uh, enough to, uh, to support those children for an entire year. Our youth group, in fact, raised enough money to support eight children for an entire year. Well, Kat was a huge part of that fundraising effort. She raised hundreds of dollars all by herself. Uh, her project was the Purple Potty. Uh, she got a toilet, uh, a commode, painted it purple and put instructions on it uh, that if, the, if it were found in your yard, you could have it moved for $10. You could send it to somebody else for $15. Or for $20, you could have it sent to somebody else and get insurance that it would never come back to you. Well, she started dropping that off in people's yards and uh, it became so popular she had to get a second potty. So she... For, for weeks, she hauled two toilets around our whole town where we were living, and she'd leave them in people's yards, and, and they, would, uh, they would pay the amount, and she literally raised hundreds of dollars. There, there are kids that had food that year because of her efforts in carrying those two toilets around the town where we lived. She had a lot of fun with it. There was a lot of, a lot of good stuff, but really changed lives as a layperson. Uh, while we were living in the same town, uh, one of my church members there uh, walked into a community agency and found somebody, that, uh, a young mother with, with young children that was looking for some way to keep her, her family warm on a bitter cold night. And this church member of mine, a layperson, again, had the idea to provide blankets for this lady and for anybody else in our county who might not have proper heat. And a program called Blanket Cleburne was, uh, was started. And over the next few years, she delivered blankets to hundreds of, of families all over the county. In fact, uh, they visited here not long after I was appointed, and you collected blankets, and your blankets made a difference there. It's, ministry is something that any of us can do, that we're all called to do. Uh, just before I left that same community, they started a program working through the Alabama Food Bank. Uh, where they're able to purchase food for pennies on the dollar. And uh, once a month they meet and they give out that food to residents uh, all over the county who need it. At last I heard, I believe they're, they're handing out over 500 bags uh, a month in a small county, a county of only about 17,000. Uh, what a difference that they're making. And that whole ministry is, is run, led, operated by lay people 
by lay people who have been called to ministry, just like we all have. Of course, you get it too. Uh, Our folks at Forest Lake understand the idea of missions. They understand the idea that all of us believers are called to ministry for Jesus Christ. In my first year here, I shared a story from another church that I didn't serve about a a member who uh, wanted to write letters to all of the homebound folks in the church. And uh, so that member started writing these letters. One of those homebound people that received that letter was so touched by it that she asked if she could get a list of the of the first-time visitors. She wanted to write letters to welcome the first-time visitors to her church. And, of course, the church helped her out with that, and so she began this ministry, even though she couldn't attend church herself, of writing a letter to welcome every first-time guest to that church, to their church family. Well, I shared that story in a sermon during my first year here. Well, not long after that, I learned that one of you, one of our church members, uh, heard that story and was moved by it and decided to take on that ministry yourself. And that individual in our church began writing letters to our folks, letters of encouragement. I've gotten two or three, probably you have too. It's a ministry that was born out of this deep sense of calling that that Jesus calls all of us to share in his ministry. And those letters have warmed my heart and they've no doubt changed lives. Um, we are share the warmth ministry. Uh, all this provided all sorts of funding for missions. Share the warmth has been such a vital part of of who we are, and it has been run by laity all the way through. It doesn't depend on ordained folk like me. The manger project every year, dozens of people who are largely left out in this world, dozens of people who live isolated lives with very few or no, people or even nobody to care for them, receive. Uh, gifts of love and essential needs. They get those every December from us. And again, that ministry was dreamed up by a layperson. It started by a layperson. It's been run by a layperson ever since. Um, you've shown up for Habitat for Humanity Builds. You show up for Hospice of West Alabama. You show up for University Place Elementary School. In fact, the very best things about Forest Lake are things that you do. You, the members of Forest Lake, are in charge of the very best parts of our church. You get it. We are all called into this ministry together. Now, ordination is important. We need women and men who will take on this role. We need people who will get the theological education. We need people who will work full-time in offering leadership to the local churches. So I'm not making light at all of the role that folks like me play. It's very important. Uh, and maybe God's calling you to this type of ministry, the type that I do. Maybe you feel God calling you to to get the theological training, to get the ordination, to participate in word, sacrament, and order as an ordained clergy. If you feel that way, if you if you discern that calling, then please talk with me. I, I'd love to talk with you about that. We need more and more leaders to do this job. But it's not the only part of ministry. Maybe God's not calling you to do what I do, but God is calling you to ministry. He calls all of us to ministry. Jesus was not commissioned for his ministry at his ordination. In fact, he was never ordained. Jesus wasn't clergy. Jesus wasn't a pastor. He was not in the priestly line of the Levites. It was the descendants of Levi who were priests for Jerusalem, uh, Jesus wasn't a descendant of Levi. He was a descendant of Judah. He was of the house 
of Judah. He was a lay person, and nobody's ever been more effective in ministry than him. Jesus wasn't commissioned for ministry by ordination. He was commissioned for ministry at his baptism. People have often asked me, why did Jesus need to be baptized? We, we only think about baptism as forgiveness of sins. The reason we need to be baptized, we think, is to wash away our sin. And of course, that's true. It was mentioned in our text for today. So they want to know, why did Jesus need to be baptized? Well, it wasn't for sin in his case. Jesus' baptism was his commission for ministry. Baptism wasn't just about forgiving sins. It was his call into his full-time ministry. In fact, baptism is the ordination of the laity. Every layperson that has been baptized has been called to ministry. Baptism is the ordination of the laity. When you were baptized, you were commissioned to ministry just like Jesus. On this baptism of the Lord Sunday, we want to invite you to renew your baptismal vows. We want to encourage you to once again uh, make that statement of faith that you will live into the calling to which we have all been called. And here are those vows. Would you take them again with me now? On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Will you be loyal to this congregation with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? I pray that you'll make those vows again, and that Together, with God's help, we can learn to live into those vows, to faithfully live out the calling which we've been given. Here are just some of the opportunities you can have at Forest Lake. If you'd like to fulfill that calling as a minister at Forest Lake, uh, maybe you want to get involved with our mission team or our worship team. Help us plan these services. Maybe our spiritual formation team to help plan our small groups and classes and work with Sunday school. Maybe you'd like to work with our congregational care team to help provide care for our homebound folks and for people in the hospital and really any of our people who are going through a difficult season. Maybe you'd like to be a part of our family ministries team. We're trying to develop intergenerational ministry that brings uh, children, parents, and grandparents all together for activities. Maybe you'd like to give leadership to that. Maybe you'd like to work for justice through our church and society team. Uh, and maybe there's somewhere that I haven't named that God may still be calling you. Let's talk about it. Uh, you were baptized for a purpose. God is calling you to that purpose. And I pray that you can live out that ministry to change your life and to change the lives of those to whom you minister. Amen.